What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Microfamous Podcast. We are talking about the myth of the magical flurry of activity. And I want to set the scene a little bit uh, in terms of, you know, when this comes up, why it comes up, and then we're going to deal with it. I've got some bullet points for you. Some very specific things to keep in mind that I'll help, I think will help uh, keep you from falling into this kind of mental trap, this little pitfall that I see come up a lot. Because uh, if, if you're ambitious, and, and most of the people that I work with, and most of my friends and clients and colleagues in the thought leadership world, you're, we're all very ambitious. We all have big goals, and those big goals are very motivating. And we uh, we just have that mentality that look, there there is no goal that's big enough. If I just work hard enough, and I, I can, you know, basically anything can be done in half the time. I just have to figure out how. And those are all very good mindsets to have. Um, I would never want to talk somebody out of wanting to have big goals or, or looking at things and asking, hey, how can this be done faster? Because in a lot of cases, there are legitimate shortcuts. But there is something very important to keep in mind, which is that success overall, you know, in the long run, success is built on methodical, consistent action. And then occasionally we'll have to kick in these flurries of activity to get us over the hump in, in specific areas or get us to very specific milestones along the way. So there is always a place for, you know, flurries of activity. Now, here's the trap, though, is when it comes to marketing and when it comes to hitting our sales and marketing goals in our thought leadership business, I see people fall into the trap of thinking, well, if I just generate a flurry of marketing activity that's big enough I can hit my goals when those goals that are being set are, are things that only come about as a result of long-term, consistent, methodical, relentless effort. That's when the problem happens is when you think you can solve and have a certain level of success that only comes from methodical action by just having a big enough flurry of activity. You think you're going to kind of like shortcut your way there. And, uh, and like I said, there are some le legitimate shortcuts. There are things that we can do that will get us better results faster. Nothing wrong with that. But uh, the, the myth of the magical flurry of activity comes up a lot when you think about hitting certain sales and marketing goals and you think, you know, if I just, well, you know, what about an online summit or what about this or what about, you know, this kind of a lightning strike or what if I just do, you know, 10 episodes, 10 podcast episodes in a day uh, and, and dump them all out at once and, and, and certain things like this. And we're, what we're looking for in, in those cases a lot of times is a shortcut to the things that we want. And I want to caution you not to over rely on that because I call it the myth of the magical flurry of activity, right? The idea that you're going to do something in a super, super compressed time frame that's going to get you a result that only comes from long-term effort. Um, one of the interesting things about, um, you know, how influence is built online, especially is that to me, it comes from, you know, it comes from authority, visibility, and relationships. We talk about that in the book. That's the pillars of real enduring influence, authority, visibility, and relationships. It just, it takes time to build. Now it doesn't take forever, <laughs> but it does take time. And, uh, the idea that we're in a shortcut and, and do certain things like just produce more content or be more active, more engaged and things like that. And that somehow we're going to produce this magical flurry of activity that gets us to our goals without going through any of the hard work that other people have had to go through to build their audience. That's really where I see this kick in and sabotage a lot of people. And so they end up spending time, more time, you know, looking for that magical flurry of activity that's going to get them to their goals rather than settling in and building a foundation of effort that is sustainable over the long run that actually will get them to their goals. 
And so that's the thing that I want to caution against. So I want to give you um, some some points here. Uh, number one is that the formula for trust is promises kept over time. And I got that from from another thought leader. And, uh, and it blew me away when I first heard that. You know, the formula for trust is promises kept over time. And the longer you make promises and keep them, the more trust that you build with your audience, right? They need that. Um, so you can make more promises, yes, but you still need time to fulfill those promises in order for, for people to actually build that trust in you. And that is part of the foundation of real enduring influence, right? You sticking around, making promises to your audience and then fulfilling on them, right? Yes, there are shortcuts. Um, one of them is just having a clear and compelling idea that's actually you know, cutting through the noise and is memorable, right? That's a shortcut. Getting featured on podcasts every month, that's a shortcut. Um, but you can't make up for having an unclear, uncompelling idea, you know, kind of an average bland idea that you're putting out there with just more effort, right? Or, or a magical flurry of activity. So um, real enduring influence isn't built in a day, right? Trust isn't built in a day. It is something that comes with time and it comes with promises being made and then kept. So keep that in mind. That's number one. All right. The second thing that I want you to keep in mind when it comes to these magical flurries of activity is the, uh, the number of people who are ready to sign up with you right now is limited. It is finite, right? Now, there's a much larger group of people. We'll talk about that in a second. But right now, the people that are the, the most ready, they already believe the same things you believe. They're ready. They feel like the timing is right. Like the, There are people like that out there. And if you, you know, create this magical flurry of activity and you do a whole bunch of marketing activities all in one compressed time frame, you may get to some of those people, right? But that number is very small. So if your goals are in line with that and you produce this flurry of activity and it brings in some of those low hanging fruit, right? Those, those people that are already ready, that's a, that's a great thing, right? And getting those people in faster can be a great thing. But there's a much larger group of people out there who aren't ready yet and that magical flurry of activity isn't going to move them a lot closer to signing up, right? They just, they need to be nurtured, right? They have beliefs that are in conflict that need to be dealt with. They have limiting beliefs and hangups and, you know, um, all kinds of things that get in the way that they just need more content before they're ready to sign up. And if they did sign up today because of some magical flurry of activity, they would end up being pain in the butt clients because they're not in the right position and they signed up too early before they were nurtured and incubated to being an ideal client. And so not all sales that come quickly end up being good things, right? People that come into your program or come into your service with the wrong beliefs or they come in too early and they put up too much, much resistance or they don't take action on your stuff. They don't get results and they don't generate referrals and they don't generate testimonials. They end up just being somebody that cut you a check and leaves and then they don't get anything out of it. And that limits your ability to impact the world. Right. If people go through your stuff, people go through your program or they buy something from you and they don't get any results, then guess what? You don't get any impact in the world. I mean, yeah, you, you punched a paycheck, but I don't think any of us are here just to punch a paycheck. Right. So we want those people, yes, that are ready to sign up now. And those those, you know, a flurry of marketing activity right now might bring some of those people in. But that number of people is limited. There's a much larger group of people that need to be nurtured. And if you bring them in too early by some magical flurry of activity, even if it did work, those aren't necessarily ideal clients. And you may end up putting people through your programs or your products that end up getting no results. And that's no fun, right? So that's the second thing to keep in mind. The number of people out there who are ideal clients right now are limited, right? It's very small. So keep in mind the much larger group of people that are going to respond to your consistent, methodical, relentless 
you know, messaging and, and keeping in touch with them and building that relationship with them over time, over the long haul. All right, that's number two. The third thing to keep in mind is that just the reality of life is everything takes longer than we want it to, right? Regardless of what our expectations are, um, everything just seems to take longer, especially when you care about the end result. You know, um, when I wrote the micro famous book, uh, I had already written another book the previous year and you will not find it because I did not put that book out. I wrote 30,000 words in a month and, uh, and had a lot of content in my head that I put down onto paper, but that's not the right time for that book yet. I wrote the wrong book first, but because I wrote that in a month, I went into the micro famous book thinking, oh, I'll write this one in a month too. Like, no, <laughs> no, it took me six months to write it. And so the whole time I'm thinking, man, alive, this is taking way longer than I thought. And I could have pushed that timeline and forced myself to crank out a book in 30 days. I could have put down 30,000 words on paper in 30 days. The problem was it wouldn't have been the same book. It wouldn't, it would have been an inferior book. And I know it because I know what was in my head in that first month. And if I would have pushed to get myself to just crank out a book for the sake of cranking it out, just to hit some arbitrary time frame goal, I would have ended up with a much, much worse book, a much less effective book, right? A much more inferior book. And so the reality is sometimes when you get into it and we set a goal, things just take longer than we thought to hit the goal that we set. And the only way to get things to go faster is to lower the bar for that goal. And we don't want to do that. So we go, okay, well, I don't want to lower the bar. So I just have to live with the fact that it's taking me longer to do this thing than I wanted it to. That may be doubling your business. That may be the number of clients that you want to take on. That may be a project like getting a book or a podcast off the ground. Whatever it is, most of the time, human beings are really bad at estimating how long something is going to take for us to do. And when you go into a big project that you've never done before, it's even worse, right? You might look at somebody else and use them as a template and, and guesstimate, but that doesn't mean that's going to apply to you all the time. So keep that in mind. Everything takes longer than we want it to. Um, when we're working with clients, everything takes longer than we want it to. Why? Because we're dealing with people. In sales, sometimes things take longer than we want it to because they have beliefs, they have hangups, they have procrastination, right? So we may want to sign up a certain number of clients per month and we're finding it hard to hit that goal. It's not coming as easily as we thought because we're dealing with people and people need to be persuaded and they need to be to have their beliefs changed and they need to get over their hangups and their limiting beliefs and their procrastination and all this stuff that gets in the way, right? They need to be led and leadership doesn't happen in flurries of activities. Leadership happens in consistent effort over time, right? So we have to show up and be consistent for other people to follow us. We have to show up and be consistent in order for us to get the projects that we want done in our business. Um, those things, you know, for the most part, do not happen through these flurries of activity. Flurries of activity are are really, really useful to get us to very specific milestones on the way to bigger goals and to get us over the crest of that hill when we're tired and we're exhausted and we are bored of our own project and, and we just need to push to get done. Those flurries of activity can make a huge difference, but those flurries of activity need to be resting on a foundation of consistent action over time. And there's nowhere where that's more true than in marketing for a thought leadership business, right? Because real enduring influence is only built over time. So those are the things that I wanted to communicate. Uh, I hope you don't follow into that, that pitfall of the math, you know, the, the myth of the magical flurry of activity. Hopefully I've dispelled that myth. 
and and you're agreed that yes, we need to have a foundation of consistent methodical action, doing the same things, doing them at a high level, doing them over and over and over again. And then when we have that foundation and we've set certain milestones and we need that flurry of activity, the energy is there, we can do it and it actually helps us hit our goals but we don't rely on these magical flurries of activity, right? They're like the fast food of marketing, right? They feel good in the moment. They bring us some results, right? We feel full and then they go away quickly and we're left and our business is no better off for it in the long run. So uh, hopefully that's helpful. That's my perspective on it. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on that in terms of the magical flurry of activity and whether it's something that you've dealt with before or you see other thought leaders deal with. I see it all, all the time. And hopefully that helps to dispel that myth and get us to a place where we are focused more on the consistent effort and using those flurries of activities really, really strategically, right? And then getting back to the consistent action over time that delivers consistent results. So thanks so much for watching, listening. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for all the support and the feedback on the podcast, the ratings, the reviews that you leave for sharing it with the thought leaders, all that fun stuff. Thank you as always. I appreciate it. We'll see you on the next episode.